You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Hi, Poppy. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Gifts from the Gods, the unofficial American Gods podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive Poppy Chulo Radio pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Stars's American Gods. Please welcome my co-hosts, Derek Anthony. Get out of my house, you zombie whores. All right. Courtney Grant. Hey, guys. What's going on? And Prince Rico Suave. Yo, what's popping? What's popping? What's popping, peoples? It's a whole lot of popping. Popping fresh. It's always a lot of popping. I believe it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So let's get into it. Let's jump into our recap of season one. Episode 4, which was titled Get Gone, and aired May 21st, 2017. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. In a flashback, we learn about Shadow's late wife, Laura. Laura's empty existence drove her to attempt suicide by inhaling insecticide spray. Surviving the attempt, she meets Shadow when he tries to rob the Egyptian-themed casino where she works. Laura warns him to stop, and the two go home together instead. Shadow quickly falls in love with Laura, and they marry, but Laura still finds her life meaningless. She convinces Shadow to rob the casino again, this time with a plan based on her knowledge of casino security, but Shadow is caught and sent to prison. Laura promises to wait for him, only to have an affair with Shadow's boss, Robbie. On the eve of Shadow's release, 
Laura, and Robbie are killed in a car accident. Laura finds herself in the desert with Anubis, but before he can send her to the afterlife, she is whisked back to her own body. Now, possessed of superhuman strength and able to perceive shadow as a brilliant light in the distance, she feels compelled to pursue him, even as her physical form begins to decay. She is discovered by two morticians, Mr. Ibis and Mr. Jackal, who restore her damaged body. Laura recognizes Mr. Jackal as Anubis, who says he will come to claim her when her quest is over. Laura continues towards Shadow, eventually meeting him in his hotel room. Hi, puppy. All right, let's get into it. I want to get everyone's initial reaction to this Laura-centric episode. And uh, we're going to start off with Courtney. I knew you were going to do that. I, um, Good. I actually think that the beginning of the... Uh, uh, the beginning of this episode was actually kind of cool. Like, I did like the way that you got to see her beginning and basically her end. Um, the story like, played out. You got to see what she did, how she was feeling. And in my opinion, because I think you said that she was trying to commit suicide. I don't feel like she was trying to commit suicide. I just think that she was like hating her life so she wanted to feel like a thrill because she did it several times and then she asked um shadow to go and get her more bug spray after that like when they when they actually like met and everything but it was over like the beginning of the beginning of this episode was like really good it was like slow it was basically the pace of her life like <laughs> That's how I felt. It wasn't like the most interesting thing in the world, but at the same time, I feel like you kind of needed it. Okay. We will get into whether we think she was trying to commit suicide or what she was trying to do in a moment, because I think that's an interesting question to ask. But the the synopsis that I read said, uh, interpreted, I should say, as her committing or trying to commit suicide. Prince, you have been very controversial with your thoughts on the episodes so far, so I want to ask you your initial reaction before Derek goes, just in case <laughs> Derek needs to do a rebuttal. All right, so I'm going to say I enjoyed this episode because now I finally know what the fuck is going on for once. So oh. I honestly feel this should have actually been the second fucking episode. It should have been first episode out of jail. Second episode after he finds out his bitch is dead. Second episode, you find out what the fuck his bitch was doing. Third episode, we meet the blah, 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 blah. Excuse. You know, Paprika and all of them. Yes. And then, and then yeah. But, in, and then I probably would have been able to give you different answers for those last episodes because I would have kind of had a comprehension a little bit of what was going on. But see, they kind of left turned it and kind of just threw you up in the loop and deleted you. And then I was kind of confused and shit. So I wasn't feeling it. But this episode, I was kind of feeling it, even though it was just a storyline episode, not filler. Not informative. You know, <laughs> it was just telling bitch's story. 
I love how he now has subcategories for what he's basically trying to call a filler. <laughs> so, I know, it's all under the umbrella of filler. Like, you can call it a filler. <laughs> Listen, oh, I gosh. got, like, one of those big old lady, like, Asian lady umbrellas that cover you the sun. So there's layers to it. You're there's the Madam Gao of the podcast. Deadass. Okay, so since we have a Legion expert, because we actually have the moderator of Legion, and since you shouted out Legion, Derek, feel free to give your initial reaction, and if you would like to rebuttal um, his qualifying of this episode as a storyline episode, you can as well. I'm going to start with... I enjoyed You're going to agree episode. with me for once? I... It's 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 interesting how we can both agree and I can still actually hate everything you said. Um, <laughs> these are the days of our lives. I enjoyed this episode. I think that it fell at just the right spot that it was supposed to fall because I think that answers too soon. Yeah, I think that. It should be like a meal. Appetizer, and then the entree, and then dessert. I don't think you should have the entree first. Um, I applaud the actress because I hate the character. And I know that was her acting. Um, I hate her character too, but I like her because she's from Sucker Punch. So, that's boo. <laughs> Uh, but all in all, I did enjoy this episode immensely. Oh, that's what we disagree because I didn't say immensely. Yes, well, oh my you also you were also really confused about Legion, which I, I just I can't um, really comment on that. I I I, I I'm going to have to come where you are and hold your hand and watch these shows. I guess I don't know. You might have Legion just I was like, mm, I'm gonna give season two a second chance, but I'm still like mmm. Well speaking yeah. of mmm, I really enjoyed this episode. Like I liked episode three, but I really liked episode four. I enjoyed getting to know a little bit more of uh, Laura Moon just because like how we were introduced to her, um, we sort of saw two sides of a coin, to be quite honest. Mm. We saw the loving, lovely wife that Shadow saw, but then we saw, like, the reality. And she was a very unsympathetic character from basically the second half of the first episode onward. But I didn't hate her. Like, I found her really sympathetic in this episode, and I guess I'll go into why as we continue on our journey through the episode. But after I saw this episode, I was really excited about chatting about it with all of you. Because uh, I think we're going to have some really interesting uh, conversations about what we saw. But before we get into a thorough re- the latest episode of American Gods, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gifts from the gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube. 
at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Gifts from the Gods and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, let's get into it. Let's start off in the beginning of the episode, and we pick up a few years ago. We start off in the past, and we see Laura Moon as uh, a blackjack dealer in an Egyptian-themed casino. And, um, you know, she seems to enjoy her job, but then all of a sudden, much like the old gods, new technology is slowly zapping her joy from her job uh, because uh, mm. sh- she can no longer uh, shuffle the deck herself. She's being, not, I don't want to say she's being replaced by it, but that is being replaced by a machine. And so she ends up going to her house, and it's pretty much empty except for her cat, who she calls Dummy. And uh, she doesn't seem to be satisfied by her job or by anything. And um, she ends up getting an idea by after um, zapping a bug with uh, some uh, bug spray called Get Gone. Get Gone? To uh, enclose herself in her hot tub and to douse the air with the bug spray. And uh, after a few moments, she ends up uh, opening the um, hot tub caught in a fit of coughs and whatnot and um yeah so whatever she was trying to do she either achieved it or she didn't want to do it and we'll discuss that in in a moment so eventually shadow moon comes to her blackjack table he's charming he's um being very extra and the reason why he's being charming and extra is because he's trying to rob the casino with a little presto changeo sleight of hand type of thing and she notices it immediately and uh, instead of uh, calling the authorities or reporting him she basically is like you know hey there there are cameras here that old lady over there she's not really an old lady um you know they have upgraded the casino immensely, so if you want to leave here alive and uh, out of uh, jail, then you need to stop what you're doing. And so uh, he stops what he was doing, and uh, obviously a little bit smitten by her, uh, he ends up uh, approaching her after her shift was over, and... Um, they actually end up back at her place, and uh, they get into uh, a intense sexual excursion because <laughs> she wants to feel alive. And uh, we'll pause right here. So, 
Let's talk about Laura, lonely Laura, who's trying to feel alive. Now, the big question is, was she trying to commit suicide? Was it just a half-hearted attempt at suicide? Was she trying to feel alive? Uh, what do you think? Because even though I read the synopsis and, and it said that she tried to commit suicide, I think she was just trying to feel alive, to be quite honest. Yeah, I agree. I think she's I, just trying to feel something. There you go. That yeah. too. And, like, I don't even know why, it, like, in my opinion for herself, like, she's got to, you've got to change stuff. Like, you, you're, you like, wanting to feel alive and your first solution is to trap yourself in a hot tub and spray it with bug poison. I'm like, girl, you are out of control. And then you're going <laughs> to drag someone else into your hot mess of a situation. Like, don't do that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Prince probably has uh, several nickels for when someone said that to him. Right, Prince? Oh, no. Don't drag me into this one. That's how crazy <laughs> okay. I got no part in that shit. Okay. Man. Prince, do you think she was trying to commit suicide, or do you think she just wanted to feel alive or feel something? Nah, because if she was trying to commit suicide, she would have already done it. She looks like that tap type of bitch to do it. Wow. Like to go all the way through. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, so I don't think so. I'm like, she was just doing it for fun. She's like one of those people that likes to do it for attention. How's she doing it for attention if nobody else knew she was doing it? <laughs> well, there's that. Damn self. It was her own attention. She was she trying, trying to wake to herself rip. up. Yeah, she was trying to wake herself up to give herself that thrill. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. That thing where you're like, no, I guess I won't do it. I got work that's, in the morning. That's why she. That's why she. <laughs> that's why she went home as a stranger. That was. And that's why she yeah, wanted to get fucked hard. Was so. And that's crazy. why she wanted it hard. Like she just like she, yo, she's trying to wake herself up. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. She does seem to be sleepwalking through life. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. And you could tell because she always got that dazed, confused when she's not. When she was like, when she was living that regular life, she was just dazed and confused the whole time. You could see it in her face. And then she was like, mm. you know what? Let's rob the casino. And then all of a sudden, you could see that flare in her eye again. Like she woke herself up. She like jumped in her I, I don't see how Shadow didn't see that. I'm like, I, I love that you just married this girl and like, she don't even not that she doesn't love you but it's just kind of like you don't do anything for her and she's just kind of like uh i guess like at some point in your life you have got to see that you you just have to i think that's a i think that's a great question because i asked myself the same thing i was like how did you fall in love with this chick seriously He just wanted someone to give him some type of attention, give him a little thrill, and then it was like right there, putty in his, her hands. Yeah, I guess so. That's he's sad too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let, let's continue on the story because I, I do want to break that down uh, because it is an interesting question to ask. So, uh, much to her surprise, 
um, Shadow Moon sticks around, and uh, he's like head over heels for her, and uh, like he has placed her on this pedestal. Like he feels like they're living this great life together, and they end up getting married, and uh, much you know at the end of the ceremony that was fun <laughs> in her most uh, monotone way, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Shadow Moon even turns his life around. He stops thieving, and uh, he's going to be getting a job at his uh, friend Robbie's gym. And everything seems like it's going in a positive direction. But Laura is still feeling unfulfilled. She's uh, reminiscing about the hot tub outside. And uh, eventually... She sits Shadow down and basically tells him that she's got a plan. You know, we're going to rob my casino, basically. And uh, by this point in the timeline, she's worked there for eight years. And she feels like she knows the place inside and out. That, uh, you know, they can they can make this happen and uh, it'll, it'll be a clean steal. But Shadow is confused as to why she wants to do this he's like a little hurt because like now he's got to go back to this life that he felt that he had left for her well not necessarily for her but you know that she you know that he's he left the thieving life and uh you could say for her yeah yeah you could say for her yeah and um he's confused as to why the life that they have together isn't enough but for her, like, this casino job is an attempt to feel something. And she even tells him, you know, I, I think I need to. And so they have the plan. It's perfect. They're never going to get caught, except we know that they do. At least Shadow does. And even though Laura offers to take a deal so that they each spend about a year and a half in prison, he refuses, and uh, she... You know, he asks her, you know, please wait for me on the other side, and she promises that she will. And so while Shadow is in prison, her life basically goes back to the monotony that it was before, except she doesn't have Shadow there as a distraction. So when her cat dies, she asks Robbie to come over and help bury him, and, um, well, they end up starting up their affair. And uh, we know Robbie is married. But not only is Robbie married, he's married to Laura's best friend, Audrey. And so uh, their affair ends up stretching probably longer than maybe she even anticipated. And then all of a sudden we see Shadow in the prison placing the phone call that we saw in the very first episode. And uh, we see it from her POV. And we see that uh, while Laura is talking, Robbie is laying in Laura and Shadow's bed. So, that night, while Shadow is asleep in prison, Laura and Robbie are driving together in his truck. And he's basically offering to leave Audrey. And uh, she's basically like, no, you know, thank you for this, but we have to stop. Um... Yeah, this is this is our last time together, so let's end it on a positive note. And, uh, you know, 
with every good breakup, you need to give a good blowjob, I guess, to sort of like seal the deal at the end to part yeah, your yeah, part your ways. And so while music is playing in the truck, she goes down on him and then crash. And uh, then we see Laura looking down on her broken body by the side of the road. So let's pause here. And let's so far. Okay, I I want to I want to back up. Yes, that's what I want to do. So let's back up and let's talk about Laura. Let's talk about the affair. Laura as a wife. Laura and Shadow. Laura and Robbie. Robbie and Laura. Let's talk. Let's talk about it all. Derek, you're excited, so go ahead. Okay, so here's the first thing. Um. When they had that conversation at the kitchen table, when she woke him up to have coffee and conversation, I yeah, he should have just left right then. Um, I'm okay with one per in, in a relationship where one person is a little more in love with the a little more in love than the other person is. Um, you think I you're okay that, with but, that? Uh, it's I think that's the truth. I don't think the oh. people... Oh, hell no. That shit should be 50-50. I'm going to kill your ass. I don't think people love equally. I think there's usually... And, and it can... And to be clear, it can flip-flop. But I think in any given time, when two people are in a relationship, one person is a little more in love with the other person than the other person. Not to say that other person is not in love with them. That case better not happen for me, or one half of my relationship is going to be dead. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's the best. <laughs> oh. Um, but that at that point, at that point, there should have been a serious, serious conversation about this relationship. Um, uh, absolutely. Which, <laughs> but you have to remember, he's a he again. He's a puppy, and he just wants to please her. At that see, that's the problem. He was a puppy. He just wanted. To I have to that agree. That's 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 part of the issue. Um, he, he was a sucker for love. So yeah, she. Um, I also want to talk about her and what's the best friend's name? Robbie. No, the the wife. Oh, Audrey. Audrey. So, I don't know that she and Audrey are best friends because they like each other. Um, Lori says something very early on uh, when she has that conversation with Shadow, and it's very poignant. I have been at this job for eight years. I've been working with this place since I was a student in college. I live in the house that my grandmother left me. I've never been outside the city. I think that these people in her life, with the exception of Shadow, are in her life because they are in the same place. I don't think they all necessarily like each other. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. it's the same with Robbie. Robbie doesn't necessarily like, I don't know that Robbie necessarily loves his wife so much as he needed to get married. And there was only a, you know, there was only a group, like this group of women that you could choose from. Small town living. In the city. Yeah. I know. That's super unfortunate. I feel like that happens all the time. So, yeah, I, I, did, I really don't like her, but I don't know that I could like her. Wait, you don't like the wife? Who don't you like? I don't like Lori. Nah, that's a hoe. He hates her so much that he doesn't call her Laura. Laura. Laurie, Laura. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, now she's I'm not that fan. bitch over there. That bitch that, over there. That hoe over I'm there. Thought. Thoughty all day. Well, I feel like she's super selfish and she just drags people into her garbage. No, and- no see, the problem was. See, I wouldn't say she was thoughty if she didn't, oh, and I wouldn't, I would feel a little bit more sympathy for her if she didn't say this, if she didn't have him say before they fucked every time until Shadow gets back, saying a man's name, and then you're fucking him. So you're consciously know you're cheating. Bitch. Yeah, he's terrible. Use a thought. Use a slimy little slight. And you deserve to die with a dick in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, moving away from the slut shaming. <laughs> why do I we mean, think... Just... Can I ask, why do we think Shadow stayed? Because he's a puppy. I thought we established this. So that's yeah, the answer. He's like, a puppy. He had a good thing. I feel like there is like something in him that was like, you know what? Like there, because you don't date someone like that and not see that. So there is got there. He had to have seen it and then just said, you know what? I'm going to disregard it. And I, I feel like I can make her happy. It like he thought that just for him, he could make her happy. And that wasn't the case because it wasn't anything to do with him. Like, she was just kind of like, oh, you're near the ride. Oh, like, whatever. Even when they were having sex, she was just kind of like dead faced. And he was like, what? Yeah. And to and to she get was trying to feel to get, something. Yeah. And then and he saw that. But she she took she stopped. She distracted him when she slapped him. And she was like, oh, OK, I'll do it one more time. So he thinks that I'm into stuff like this. And then he was like, oh, okay. Now now I see it. And then he was distracted and started flipping her over and having sex with her. So I'm like, but at the same time, if you're with someone that long for however, they were, they've had to be together for a year, if not longer. So there has to be something that you see where you're like, oh, she's not feeling her best. So I need to like talk with her, help her do something. So that's his own fault. He got dragged into it and he he wanted to be in it. He wasn't just like hanging out, not being like, oh my god, I'm so oblivious. He knew. <laughs> Derek? Yeah. I know you have opinions. Uh, I don't I don't I I it's hard to say from because we you know 
you guys are calling Shadow a puppy. And well, no, Courtney that was Prince. Prince. Oh, Courtney did it too. Oh, okay, well, Courtney. Yeah. Courtney and Prince have this weird alliance. I yeah. don't have an alliance. I just think that I think at the I you think have never been on Derek's side. No, I've never been on either side. I've been mutually agreeing okay. with both of them because they are correct. They're just they're right about things, but at the same time, they disagree with each other. But they have to see that each one of them has a point. Like you both have points that are very clear and correct. It's like Shadow is an idiot, and he freaking needs oh to get God. his shit together. So, okay, so and, is, but at the same is, time, is, he is, is a great thing. character. What's that? And this is this is my thing about Shadow because again, we don't know. We know why Laura is the way that she is. We don't know why Shadow is the way that he is. Because it's going to be more than just, oh, you know, he's he's a doormat. You know, or he just yeah, wants to walk on. It, it, he, his, his character is too strong for that. So there's something more to it. Um, so I yeah, agree. It, it, it it it's hard for me to say. Yeah, he just he just a weak motherfucker because he's clearly not. Um, yeah, I don't know why he decided that you know living in a shoebox with her would be acceptable, but he did. Yeah. And I and and again, it's interesting listening to her talk about what she considers failure considering she's not actually bringing anything to the table. Yes. And when he was talking about, like, I don't know, though, I feel like it is, like, I feel like people think it's super cute to be like, oh, my God, I can be anywhere with you and I can live in a box. Like, that is not okay. I agree with her. If anybody told me that, I'd be like, okay, listen, I get it, but... That will never happen because I will never be happy like that. I'm way too high maintenance for that. And he is just like head over heels for her and willing to throw everything away, which he did. He ended up in jail and then taking her time as well. So he gets longer. I'm like, man, you are crazy as hell. Her ass would have been thrown in jail too. She wouldn't have cheated then. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't. I don't. I. I it, it doesn't put her in a better light that he did not. That he took the time because they were both because because they could have both done three years, or you know he got the six years, and I'm sorry when somebody does something like that for you. You don't fuck their best friend. You go get a vibrator. Yeah, she's... I mean, but... I don't know, but she was using... She's using um, Shadow as a crutch to, like, stop herself from being crazy. And so you lose that crutch. It's basically her drug. 
so she was doing all this other stuff, whatever she was doing as her getaway. And then Shadow comes along and she's like, oh, he'll do. And starts using that. And then he leaves. She has, and even she kind of said it, it wasn't even anything. Like the sex with her best friend's husband wasn't anything. She was just kind of like, I'm just doing this until he gets back. I know I'm not going to get caught because basically you're not going to say anything. So I'm good. It wasn't anything for her. Not that it's right, but at the same time, she's like, she doesn't really care, you know? And she, it's basically sleeping with Shadow. Well, let's talk about her, the avenues in which she took to try to feel something, to try to feel alive, to try to feel something. So we saw that she did the whole hot tub with the bug spray. She was into some rougher sex play with uh, Shadow. We saw <laughs> that she tried to rob a casino. We also saw that she had an affair with her friend's husband. What do you think... I mean, do you think that any of those would have been like enough or do you think she just she she was uh, never satisfied like she she just i don't even know how to ask the question what i'm trying to convey but i don't even she would have never been satisfied mm -hmm. she would have never been happy it would have been the constant like oh my gosh what's the next thrill oh i just robbed the i just robbed the casino the casino and i got away with it okay we got to do something else oh my gosh we got to do this we got to do this we got to do something bigger 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 that's what it would have been she would have never been happy, and Shadow would have been happily gone with her. Begrudgingly, a little bit, because he doesn't want to, but at the same time, he's like, I know this makes you happy, so I'm going to do it with you, and whatever happens, I'm going to be there right with you. And obviously take the fall, because he did. He did. Bigly. Okay. <laughs> So, where we last left off, Laura was looking down on herself uh, as she uh, saw her mangled body on the side of the road. So, everything changes, and she's suddenly in the Duat. That's a desert-like celestial plane where we saw Anubis, and she's greeted by Anubis, and um, he's there to take her to her next stage. But uh, Laura, let's say, is, is not as kind as uh, the woman that we saw when we first met Anubis. Which is why you can't have this episode as second. Because you need the layout of everything that had come before. Oh, that sounds like... Derek was holding that in for a few minutes. <laughs> that was good. And so, you know, he tries to do the whole thing of, like, weighing her heart against a feather. And, uh, yeah, let's just say Laura was not down for that. And uh, she even says, you know, I lived my life good and bad definitely not light as a feather and so she's like you know where am i gonna go where are you going to send me 
and uh, he ends up showing her the hot tub with uh, the uh, bug spray. And uh, he basically tells her because she believed in nothing that she will become nothing. And she will, her, her realm in which she will go to will be nothing. And so as he's preparing her to head into the nothingness, she is about to say fuck you to him when all of a sudden she's yanked back into life by apparently something even more powerful than Anubis. So she claws herself out of her grave and uh, she vomits up some formaldehyde. And her world looks different. There, the, the night sky looks different. Uh, but she sees this strange beacon of light in the distance. And she's called, there's like some sort of calling in her to follow it. And so that's what she does. And she comes upon a man that's hanging from a tree. And it's Shadow. And he's surrounded by faceless goons, a.k.a. Technical Boys children. And the rain is falling. And she's like, fuck. And so she moves to set him free. And when one of the the children get in her way, she like conjures up this strength and speed and ends up like decapitating him or it, whatever. And she's even surprised by the power that she has. So she starts ripping the children limb from limb punching through their flesh and uh, she ends up um, pulling the noose apart that Shadows was hung by. He falls to the ground trying to catch his breath and uh, at one point like the final technical boy child or children whatever they are um, that's that's left has a crowbar and um, he ends up hitting her in the arm and she responds by kicking his spinal column out of his body, splitting that, him in half. That was hot. Yes. And that was like that the big uh, um, splash of blood that hit Shadow Moon's face in the premiere episode. And so uh, she ends up hiding from Shadow and... Uh, she hides behind a tree, and we see her arm um, slowly fall off. And um, she ends up heading back home in all her bloody glory. And uh, she cleans herself up. And when she sees Shadow arrive, the that we saw, you know, we saw Shadow arrive at the house and pack it up and that kind of thing... She hides uh, in the empty hot tub while Shadow is there cleaning out the house. And we will pause right here because we have a lot to talk about with the whole Anubis section. And then um, Zombie Laura uh, chops up the children. Who would like to go first? Um, well, let's see. I'll go. 
let's see, the whole Anubis part I like because it's like, you know, it's him and his element. You get to see him in his, like, atmosphere again. And this time it's not someone who was, like, like you know, that just went along with it with someone that kind of like, fought back a little. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And then she was like, and, she, and then also she gets sucked out. You're like, what the hell happened? I kind of have an inclination. It has to do with that, like, leprechaun coin. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Because remember, it sank into the ground and it, like, you, he didn't find it. So I feel like it's inside of her. Mm. Yeah, like, that's what brought her back to life. And it's, like, the one thing that, like, Nubis doesn't have control over. Yeah. I then, uh, Yep. I agree. Four times. And now, uh, go ahead, kid. Stay on this topic because I don't want to move over to the army people until we're done with this one. Um, I agree. I think it's the gold coin. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that we've been kind of told that that coin had a significant amount of power to it. And we were told that by one of the sisters. Mm-hmm. Because she told uh, she told Shadow already that he had a talisman, he gave it away, and this is the only thing that he's given away. Um, was that coin that had the sun god on it? Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think the coin is the reason for her resurrection. I mean, that's a pretty awesome thing, though. I I don't understand how one you give that away, and then two. Uh, I know Shadow uh, didn't know, but the other guy knew. I mean, I know he kind of like lost it because he had like a billion coins in his pocket. But I'm like, come on, dude, you're out of your mind for just like handing over whatever. Well, he lost it because he was drunk. Yeah, I guess. Still, <laughs> I do. I'm I mean, like, I'm, not making, I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm just saying he didn't actually give it away, which is why he's looking for it now. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, he did give it to Shadow. He's just like, here, whatever, take it. But that's really dope. Does that mean that other guy, if he has that coin, or if anyone has that coin, they won't die? I guess we're going to have to find that out. Because that's pretty awesome. But yeah. I mean, no, it's not fully awesome. Could you come back as a zombie? Which brings us to the next part. Well, actually, before we get to the next part, what I think is interesting about this storyline in, in particular is because this is not in the book. Like, this whole Laura adventure is not in the book. That which which I think is really fascinating. Is there a scene in the book where uh, Shadow is getting strung up by Technical Boy's children? Uh, no. Okay, so that scene was specifically written so that Laura could save him. Okay, that's, that's I do really love interesting. that it was her that saved him, though. I think that whole kind of, like, the way they tied that in there was pretty awesome. I'm like, okay, because you didn't know who saved him. And at first I thought it was um Mr. Wednesday. And I'm like, no, he was doing his own thing. He was and doing then it somebody. Was, he was doing something. <laughs> he was doing his own thing. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope that they did it like that. I'm like, I really do like that. That was dope. 
Yeah, I don't think I had any theories as to who might have helped, besides just another god that might might have wanted to curry some favor. So I was really surprised that it was her, and I like that it was her. It fit perfectly Mm -hmm. into the narrative. And, oh my god, she did it awesomely. I just thought he, like, maybe tapped into his powers and didn't know. That's what I thought. just unleashed some wrath. Out of yeah. nowhere, why he's hanging? That's pretty, pretty much like all of a sudden his powers kicked in, and like he just didn't rec- regulate at all. Like it just turned into a blur. Well, I do want to know. I they needed to show some kind of power on him because, I mean, I know he kind of has one, but making snow or maybe making snow is not a power. So at the moment, he just um, seems tell very- that to Iceman. I think I've. It, it is if you want to build a snowman. Man can freeze an entire city or block. Tell that to Elsa. Do you want to build so a snowman? <laughs> Courtney, let it go. Ridiculous. Let it go. <laughs> but, remember, but remember, Courtney, Mr. Wednesday also told him at some point to stop because he didn't want he didn't want too much snow. He didn't want to ground the city. Correct, you are right. So, take that, I mean, Courtney. Listen. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. But if you if you gotta think for four hours to make snow, I don't know. Live your life, I guess. I love the fight. It was so bloody and so amazing, and she was just like punching through people, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a badass. It was, it was pretty badass. I, I'm not gonna lie. That was like probably my favorite scene. She my thing of... was, she didn't even know that she had those powers. She was just so concerned about him that she was like, "Oh my gosh, I feel like I have to fight." And she realized that she had the powers, and then she continued. That was awesome. Yeah, I love, though, that she's, like, drenched in blood. She's got, like, one chancleta, that that one sandal. And she's got her arm that she's carrying. And she's just walking through the neighborhood, like nothing. And, like, she's like, oh, this damn sandal's in my way. You know, let me flick it off. Uh, and, And I just, that was just fantastic. Yeah, I like watches, watching her throw the other arm over the shoulder <laughs> as she's like walking. I was like, that's just the irony. How interesting was it that she was home when Shadow was there and she hid from him? But I feel like her whole story after she saved, when she saved him, I knew I knew after that they were going to continue to run into each other because that's what happened. I mean. They ended. She ended up in the hotel. I okay. I won't even go that far. But like, she ended up in similar situations as um, Shadow did. So I'm like, your story is to- obviously fully connected. So you're gonna be running into each other the whole time throughout your little, you know, your your episode. Any other thoughts? Mm, not for not for that right now. Well, except the fact that Laura's a thought. 
Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> gosh. So, Laura gets an idea. Because as we saw way back, a few episodes ago, Shadow basically cleaned house. So she needs some supplies because she's got an arm that's detached. <laughs> My kingdom for an arm. Yes. So hmm. she breaks into Audrey's home for some craft supplies as she uh, sews her own arm back on. And Audrey catches her. She has a full-on panic attack, as uh, any human being would when as you see... Should. Yes, when you see a friend who was dead, all of a sudden alive, sands an arm in your house, sewing it back. And so she rushes to the bathroom. She's about to call 911. Uh, Laura is actually really calm, which I think is kind of awesome. She calmly tells her, you know, please do not call 911. Please, uh, you know, listen to me. And she's like, um, Audrey, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I need to use your toilet. So I'm coming in no matter what. And I apologize. <laughs> and so she goes to sit on the toilet and she expels embalming fluid. She says she's got fluid coming out of every hole. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so. I hate it when you got stuff coming out of every orifice. There you go. And so while uh, Laura is in a crappy situation, she apologizes for being a crappy human being and, and a crappy friend. And uh, Audrey has this great line of like, it's so much easier to grieve over someone when you're glad that they're dead. And... um you know, they end up having a conversation about it. Like, Audrey's like, do you remember, like, where you were when you died? And she's like, fuck. And, um, even though, obviously, Audrey is, um, not cool with this entire situation. Because, like, even she's, like, freaking out, like, oh my god, please don't be Robbie's come back to life. Um, she's helps her friend sew her, or her former friend sew her arm back on and uh that like as she's doing that like there's this whole memory book that was i guess going to be given to shadow on once he returned from uh the pokey and uh Laura's like thank you for making this and Audrey's like you know shut the fuck up basically <laughs> but you don't have the right to thank me for anything right now and so she asks though Laura for a favor and uh, she's like I know you don't want to hear me asking you for a favor right now but can I have your car and we're going to pause right here well, can car? I borrow your car because of course yeah. the zombies going to bring it back exactly that's the first thing I thought Yes, so we'll pause right here because the next scene will take us into a very different direction and I want to get everyone's take on Laura and Audrey meeting up, uh, Laura meeting up with the toilet, and um, my favorite thing of like Audrey, and Audrey's like, I'm a very vulgar person, so um, 
the Audrey of it all. What do we think of this uh, this scene, uh, these sets of scenes with uh, Audrey realizing that Laura is uh, a zombie whore? Um, first of all, Audrey's um, um, response to the dead woman in her house, the dead whore in her house, is absolutely spot on. I That's how it. you would react? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay. When they only got one arm. Well, it would it would be a couple things. It would start off with, um, you know, it would start off with fear, and then I would probably move to anger, um, and rage, and you know, kind of take it from there. So I I I thought she was kind of spot on in, in her behavior. Yeah, I really liked it. I really like her as an act- actress. She does this thing with her mouth that you're like, nobody else does that. I want to do that as an actor. <laughs> she's so good. I really loved her. She, yeah, she's spot on for sure. I would have been pissed. I don't know if I would have ripped the other arm off or like, I don't, I, it's just crazy, but she, she did a good job freaking out. And I was not expecting her to let her use her car. I would have been like, bitch, you better hop and walk. I don't know what you're thinking. You and she sewed her arm back on. <laughs> she sewed her arm back on for her. I'm like, damn, you are a good friend. That was a good friend. I guess so. I might have dug out the body and then took the dick out of the ass and then put it back in her mouth. I would have been pissed. But good for Courtney her for being violent. a better person. But good for her for being a better person <laughs> than me. <laughs> I thought their conversation was really interesting where Audrey was like, you know, so you lied to me. Like, you lied to my face, basically. And we were supposed to be friends. And um, Laura was basically like, it was one lie. And the other ones were sort of like, um, lie casualties. You know, little white lies to cover up the big lie. And uh, when she said it that... was the, that umbrella Prince was talking about earlier. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah, one that Rihanna thinks about. Ella, Ella. A, A. And uh, and then when she said what the lie was, that she would wait for Shadow, I was like, damn. I know. I was so sad for that. That was really unfortunate. And she realized it, too. Her friend was like, fuh, now I can't really be mad at you. I'm still pretty pissed, but I'm not going to be as mad. But it was really sad. Prince? She's a smart. There's not much to say. Like you, what a hoe does, what a hoe does. Of course, you can lie about weight. Did you learn that from experience? I, I knew that was yeah. That's from working that. Nah, I don't know that. I don't know none of that. You know, that's from saint. working that. A saint. That's you good. Good. I'm like the cleanest person in this little group right now. My. My thing is, is I feel like, 
I won't I won't even pretend like I'm gonna start this. Um my thing was <laughs> I feel like in in certain ways of um in her character, you very much so feel for her. Even though Which one? she is awful. Laura. You just kind of yeah, your heart kind of goes out to her. Like she like basically almost went to hell and then got pulled back, but you know she's still going. Maybe, maybe she could change things around and get a good heart. But I just think that you kind of feel for her as a character and as she kind of goes through her life, but then you still look at her and then you're like, no, you got a second chance and Jiwaho and all of this. Like, I don't feel bad for you, but you still got mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% you agree with that. you. When, in my initial reaction, I said that she was very the sympathetic. She... Well, I said she was very <laughs> sympathetic in this episode. I'm going to rephrase that to say she is the most sympathetic, unsympathetic character. Mm-hmm. And she's that weird oxymoron where you you don't feel for her, but you feel for her, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Well, Courtney does. You don't have to, Derek. Yeah, I do. Nah, you can't feel for her, because I'm trying to tell y'all, you're just not getting it. The only reason why you feel for her is because she has a second chance, and now because she doesn't take a chance, she wants to be a good person. Nah, fuck that shit. Well, and I don't even whole, think I don't even think she whole, really wants to be a good person. I, she, her whole thing was, was a like better, a better, a better. How about that? I don't know. She didn't even say that. She's just like, oh, I'm after the light, which is um shadow. That's it. Like she didn't really say, oh, I'm gonna change. She's just like, I'm. I kind of feel love now. I kind of think maybe because he's glowing, he's the one for me. That's it. I don't think she's changed as a person yet, but it's, that's it's right. possible that's that I she could. Sympathy, because there is no change. It's just, I got a second chance, so let me not be a bitch this time. But isn't that the whole point of second chances? Not when you're, no, it's because she's a fucking zombie and she don't want to go to hell. Yeah, I will agree with that. Hmm. She doesn't want to go to hell. She's trying to run from it. And then when he was like, ah, we got it. Okay, we're back to that, I guess. We'll we'll get there in a moment. Yes, I do think that she's just kind of like, I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to chase him. So then that way, maybe I can find something to make my heart, you know, light as a feather. But I'll leave it Stiff as a board. (laughs) Okay. Well, I will say this. As we move into the next section, I think it's interesting, and maybe it's the whole Brian Fuller poeticness of it all, but I think it's funny that it wasn't until she died that she felt alive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's get into it. So, uh, Laura is on the road again. And uh, Laura and Audrey are driving, and uh, they end up nearly crashing into two gentlemen we've seen before, Mr. Ebis and Mr. Jackal. We've seen Mr. Ebis before as the individual that's writing some of the 
Coming to America and Somewhere in America vignettes. And of course, we've seen Mr. Jackal as Anubis. And so, they end up taking Laura back to their small family-owned funeral parlor. And uh, they put Laura back together. They fix up her arm. They give her a fresh coat of paint so that she looks... Um, much more alive, and uh, Mr. Jackal informs her that he's not going to interfere with whatever has brought her back to Earth, but whenever her task is completed, whenever and wherever she is, he will be there to help her return to darkness and death. So. so there's no second chance. Well, she has a second well, chance a second to do chance. whatever she's doing. But yeah, there's no second chance at uh, maybe uh, for her and uh, where she's going. And so there's an interesting line in which Mr. Jack asks her, you know, was it love? And she goes, it wasn't. But I suppose it is now. And so we see her continuing her journey following the light, and we see her end up in the uh, hotel room. Shadow opens the door, the light is surrounding him, she says, hey puppy, and we end it. Something that I thought was really interesting though, and I love that they continued this throughout the episode, is that flies follow her. And I love how she was trying to commit suicide with bug spray. Or not commit suicide, or whatever we want to call it. You know, try to feel alive with the bug spray. So the bugs continue to <laughs> follow her. Especially now yeah. because she's rotting. And my favorite yeah. thing is when she's, um, you know, preparing herself in the hotel room. She gets one of those, like, sticky bug um, paper, fly paper thing. And uh, mm -hmm. as she's sort of, like, seated on the bed, like, we see that it's, like, filled with uh, bugs that have stuck to it. Yes, that is very cool. Yeah. Um, I think, if I remember my mythology correctly, I think uh, flies are one of the animals of Anubis, though. Mm. Yeah. Because they do follow You are them. correct. Yes. So do you think he's been waiting for her to die since there was that bug right before she hopped into the... Hot tub time well, machine the first time? There's a couple, there's a couple things that you... Well, there's, there's yeah, because he probably thought accidentally... Go ahead. Huh? Oh, I was going to say, ahead. like, an accidental death, so that's probably why, like... You know what I mean? What happened like, she already had one foot in the door. Yeah, pretty much. There's well, a damn. couple things that you left out, and... Um, I was hoping they would be brought up in conversation. Okay, so one of them was Anubis was a dog. turning into Anubis from a jackal. Yes, I thought that was, an, Jack, that was awesome. That was yeah. amazing. That it was, was like amazing. he almost hit... What's the other guy's name? Mr. Ebis. Yeah, so it was like Mr. Ebis was walking his dog, and then they almost hit him. And then uh -huh. was like two dudes. So, one of the things that we haven't really discussed in general in this podcast to this point are the animals. 
um, and the and, and any animal creature that you see plays an important role. Um, mm-hmm. When when Robbie and and I know why I keep calling her Lori now. When Robbie and Lauren are saying goodbye with the final Laura, uh, Laura, with the you know final uh, blowjob, blowjob. There are two crows or two birds right, up, but up the car, yeah. That are following them in the car or following them above the car. Mm-hmm. We've also seen one of these crows before when Shadow and Wednesday first start off on their track together. Mm. And it's paid attention to who Mr. Wednesday actually is because they've given you more than enough clues now. Um, then you know that those crows are important. I like it. As yeah. were the wolves. Or I should say the wolf that we saw. Yes, we aren't confirming or denying who Mr. Wednesday is until he tells us, though. Yes. Yes, we are. I fig- I figured it out before I read anything. But again, I was that kid. Yeah, uh-huh. I figured it out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, animals play a very important part. So I think the flies are going to wind up being important also. For the record, they aren't in a book. Oh, which makes sense, because she wasn't... Well, this storyline wasn't. Right, exactly. That's it. Any other final thoughts on Laura and her meeting with uh, Mr. Ebeast and Mr. Jackal? They do great work, though. I know, right? They put her together real nice. I know. She looks good. <laughs> she doesn't look Still dead. can't stop her from dying, but she looks good. Yeah. One of my favorite things about uh, sort of like researching the show is like reading the interviews with the cast. And mm. the actress that plays uh, Laura, Emily Browning. She, there's like some quote in an interview where she was like, oh gosh, you know, I, I keep on playing like all these pretty roles. And like when I learned about what was going to happen to Laura, I was like, oh, make me disgusting. Make me hideous. Like, make me just <laughs> gross. And I love an actor that's like willing to like go there. So I love yeah. that she was really excited to basically play this like disgusting zombie which she was for the majority of the episode i do love that she looked more alive when she's dead than she did when she was alive especially after they gave her the paint job yeah she was like ready to go especially after they gave her the paint job i don't know i don't I, I do have a question, and again, because she's not in the book, why Anubis? Because again, it was explaining to us that Anubis came to the woman in the last episode well, because her grandmother uh, had kind of hipped her to the ways of Anubis 
Well, yeah, that's a true. But and Laura, now he's just Laura, kind of like Laura. What's her name? Laura. 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 I just I have a. The reason I keep calling her Lori is because I hate her, and I hate Lori from The Walking Dead. Oh, I hate Lori too. So that's why I, I'm having that block. But yeah, um, yeah. Why did Anubis come for her? The only thing what that I can the- think of is maybe because she had worked in that Egyptian casino, so she. That's what I was thinking. Because one of the cards, like one of the first cards that she put down that we saw, was Anubis. So maybe yeah. because she was around Anubis, not necessarily that she believed, but because she was, and I don't want to say in his presence, but in the presence <laughs> of something that represented him. Because she subconsciously took that in every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day. She was in ancient Egypt. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. I like the more spiritual aspect of the other girl who died, the lady who died in her kitchen. And then that made sense. You're telling me if you work at a casino, you're just going to meet Anubis? I mean, doesn't mean you're going to go into a great place, but still. Yeah. Well, if you meet Anubis and you don't believe in anything else. I mean, if you Mm. work at a casino and you don't believe in anything else. Because she didn't have a belief system. You know, it was all hokey and malarkey to her. All of it. That's true. I will say this, and uh, if anyone has a reaction to it, we'll discuss it. If not, we'll continue on. One of my favorite little bits of dialogue was featured between Mr. Ibis and Mr. Jackal, where basically they were like, oh, you know, hopefully, you know, he'll be happy with us and he'll you know this will be something to cement him to join our side because we brought her back to him yeah Mm. no i have nothing to say after that i just want them to do something well there you go now you realize that this whole first season may just be set up and nothing big and earth-shattering may happen until I feel like it will be the last episode, which is fine, I guess. But I do understand that the whole season could just be (laughs) introducing everyone. But they have to, like, develop the characters a little more, I feel. just I mean, I know they have. I know there's, like, every episode there's going to be something crazy and new and whatever. But I'm just like, ugh. Like, tell me. I guess I just didn't like this episode as much as you guys liked it. So I'm like, no, I was expecting something else. I want more than what you're giving me. (laughs) All right. Well, now it's time for the Ancient God Spotlight. And uh, tonight's spotlight is on, of course, Anubis. So... The Egyptian god Anubis is the god of mummification and the afterlife. Anubis was also known as the guardian of the dead and a patron of lost souls. You more than likely heard of Anubis, but when you think of the Egyptian god of death, Osiris might come to mind first. Anubis was known before Osiris as... uh, the god of the afterlife. He was often depicted as a human with the head of a black dog that resembles a jackal. 
Egyptians associated the color black with decay, and that's what the name Anpu means, to decay. Black also represents rebirth and fertility because of the banks of the Nile, which is sort of what Anubis does as he leads souls into the afterlife. When he served as guide to get freshly dead individuals out of the world of the living and into the afterlife, he weighed the hearts. He balanced them against Ma'at, the Egyptian concept of truth and order, which was represented as an ostrich feather. If the soul in question was heavier than a feather, it would be devoured by Amit, who, by the way, is a female demon soul eater with a body comprised of lion, hippopotamus, and crocodile parts. Doesn't sound pleasurable. If the soul was lighter than the feather, the bear was allowed to pass into the underworld, Duat. So that's Anubis for you. And Anubis is also known as Anpu or Inpu. Mm. Alright, so it's that time, y'all. The MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, you must explain why, you may not repeat an MVP, they have to all be originals. And we are going to start with Prince. The zombie version of Laura. There's only one, so you have to say Laura. Oh damn! The zombie version. Why can't I use the zombie, zombie version with Kung Fu Grip? Yes, because I'm like the zombie version because she was like going around kicking ass and shit like that. But like the you got to take her was, completely. Like, dick. Oh, whatever. I guess I'm gonna take her. She's the MVP because she was fucking dick and killing soldiers. Which is basically your life. Not my life, but you know, life of others. Okay. That might be really, that I might know, you know, you know. There you go. Courtney, what about you? Who's your MVP and why? Um, I hate that you just said Laura because I wanted her. Um, I'm going to say, who am I going to say? Who was, I feel like this episode was so slow and it was about her. There was no, there was no one really in it. So I'll just There was no this. one in it, really? I knew this. I, you know what I mean. I just feel like it wow. Oh, you know what? No, no. I know who I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose. What is her best friend? Uh, what is her? Um, Oh my gosh. What is her name? She was so short. Lori. Lori. Yes. <laughs> no, like that's not her name. <laughs> what? No, wait, what is her name? Audrey. Audrey, why'd you do that to me? Because <laughs> you're kind of blondish, and I enjoy it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to choose her, because she did such a great job, and like, I don't know, she was just really good in, um, she was just really good. She brought a little more life than anything into this episode for me. I just feel like the whole episode is very flat, but there was like burst of excitement, but I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, right now? <laughs> oh gosh, that just made me laugh. Derek? I don't believe that he was going to just use Anubis as a throwaway character. I, just, I, I know, he threw him away. That wasn't going to work for me. 
<laughs> so, no, because, yeah. I mean, he wasn't really in it either. I mean, he was like, oh my gosh. Like, he wasn't really yeah. in it. He was in, what, three things? Yeah, exactly. He was like, oh, I'm here. I'm going to take you. And then he was like, oh, shit, she's gone. And then he shows up in the middle of the road and he's like, all right, girl, I'm going to fix your ass. And then, but just know that I'm going to be... I'm going to take your soul and take take you to the dark place. And I'm like, bitch, you know she is not going to no damn dark place. Your ass is going to miss her heart, away her heart again. And you're going to be like, damn, I didn't know a heart could change. And then she's going to go wherever the hell else she's going to go. I don't believe that shit. Oh, my God. So um, evil throwaway character. <laughs> I'm... I'm going to pick Anubis because Anubis <laughs> is bad. <laughs> um, yes, the whole wing of the heart. Um, he just, I mean, very little phases him. And I really appreciated his line of, you know, because he, he had that whole original conversation with her. I, I ain't going to even remember you. And then when he ran to him, like, oh, bitch, I know you. We're not done yet. I'm coming back for you later. We have unfinished business. And he changes back and forth to an So I'm picking Anubis. I'm sure he can turn into a bird too. I'm also picking Anubis because he's going to be a Klingon in Star Trek. <laughs> well, damn. Now, there aren't that many great picks left. And mm-hmm. in my heart, I wish that Priscilla was here. Because I would have gone next. And then she would have had really nobody. Which would have been yeah. kind of fun, to be quite honest. Because she would have picked, like, I don't know, like, you know, bug number two or something. But I think I might do it. I might do a Derek Anthony. Just because Mr. Ebeast, I mean, I could give it to him. And I guess if I had to pick a human, I would pick Mr. Ibis, just because, you know, Shadow Moon didn't really have much to do. I mean, he was, the story was all about Laura, so Shadow was kind of like the the accessory, and uh, we already knew what was going on with him, so that didn't give us any new information. So, definitely isn't worth an MVP. Robbie, of course, isn't worth an MVP, so... (laughs) If you're going to slut-shame Laura, uh, Prince, I'm slut-shaming Robbie. So I'm going to pick... That's, that's fine. Okay. I'm going to pick the uh, can of bug spray, Get Gone, because it was great product placement. We saw it several times in the episode. We even saw it... We even see that it survives into the afterlife. So obviously the company of Get Gone is doing something right. That is... I hate I'm done. There's... See how bad the episode was? That's how bad it was. You just chose fucking bug spray. I don't want to hear any There of weren't that many uh, characters. I believe that I picked... What did I pick? What you picked a gold coin for the first I one. I picked the gold coin. But that was a spike. And, and look how that turned out. Yeah, that was a waste of a gold coin because there's more episodes. You saw the first one no. and shot for he, the he, stars. What? He, gave the gold coin and see no he gave the gold coin the mvp yeah yeah and now we got a hoe back up 
in the hotel room with yes but i will i'll give a shout out to mr e beast just because he was a part of that really great conversation about uh you know hopefully he'll be happy with us and he'll join our team uh, once he sees that we brought her back for him so i'll give a shout out to him and i also want to just to piggyback off of the audrey love i have never seen the actress in anything her name is uh betty gilpin and she's been in nothing that i've ever seen but she has been in stuff and uh i love her she's fantastic she knows how to play enraged but like enraged in a comedic fashion that i i just i'm here for it like i'm gonna be looking her up betty gilpin as audrey i approve so now it's time to rate the episode from one to ten coins the point system is allowed and if you deem the episode worthy of more than ten you may grant it a golden coin just hold on to it don't toss it into a grave i'm just saying so uh, we're gonna go in the same order that means prince you are first i'm gonna give it a five just because it was like it was it was just one track and you're welcome it, it was one track and it just it did what its job was to do and i thank it for that but other than that like the only thing that really gave me was like that fight scene and if it didn't give me that fight scene there's a chance it could have been a lower score Derek is slowly dying inside but you're not next courtney no i'm not I am going to give it a four. I think that all of her, I feel like they could have covered her story in 20 minutes and they decided to make it an entire episode. And I am mad at them for that. That is just like, I don't know. They could have done a better job. They really could have just like picked and like, we already knew that we knew her story. We already knew half of the story that happened. We already knew that she gave him head. We already knew that she died from it. What else did we know? We already knew half of the stuff. The scenes that we didn't really know was how they met her and um, Shadow met, which was nice to see and like nice to see that kind of like she's a she's like a terrible person because she kind of dragged him into this mess and she's leading him on in a way. But yeah, I mean. It really could have been covered at least half. Like, give me half. We didn't even see Mr. Wednesday in this. We just kind of like, whatever. I'm mad at them. I'm giving it a four. Yeah, Yeah, we started. We pretty much stopped where we stopped last last week. Yeah, it was. uh, I feel like they just kind of like, I don't know. You can't even say that it was. Um. You can't even say that they didn't. They were like running out of ideas because they're not. They have this whole time to. There, you're going one. You're going off a book. Two, you're also deviating off of it. So you already have your own ideas, and it's just you had a whole. You have fifty eight. You have an hour. You have an hour to do something to make something great, and you chose to tell her story for that full. We didn't need that at all. I needed to see flashbacks and clips, maybe, but I didn't need a whole hour of that. All right, so I sense a disturbance in the force, and (laughs) I will say this aloud. 
you notice that Derek and I not interrupt y'all. We let y'all talk. So I would hope that we receive the same courtesy. Right, Derek? Oh, yeah. So, Derek, you may go. I don't know what I did <laughs> in this world or the last world in order to be surrounded by these young dudes <laughs> who don't appreciate good storytelling. I'm going to give this one an 8 because I appreciated the fullness of the story because the story was full. It was not a dummy's guide to American gods. Um, it was, it, again, I, while I still don't like the character, it was good to see things from her perspective, which I don't think you could have done in 20 minutes. Because you needed to, you needed to see and feel and understand where her life was. You needed to understand all those nuances about growing up in a small town and being forced together, you know, with these people that you grew up with, who you don't necessarily have things in common with, other than y'all, you know, other than your zip code. So you got to make the best with what you got. Um. Yeah, just I'm, I'm, I'm okay with not a lot of action because the storytelling is so rich. Having said that, the action that they did provide was absolutely wonderful, and it was very nice to see that from the other end. Because the first time we saw it, we kind of saw it from Shadow's point of view, which is why we never saw Laura there. Um, so it was nice to see her. It was nice to see her, and it was nice to see her flexing her super abilities, her super zombie abilities. And I can't wait for her to run into the leprechaun, because I feel that that's going to be a thing. Very okay. interesting. All right, now. So Courtney fucked it up, because I thought I was picking it in the right order from lowest to highest, but Courtney ended up deciding, like, Prince is usually the lowest number giver. So, Courtney, what the hell is your problem? Let me stop. <laughs> he would have been the lowest number when he said five. Or what did you say? It wasn't five? He was said five. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, good for you. I wanted to choose five. And then I just thought about it. And I'm like, no. Good for you. <laughs> well. I did. <laughs> I'm actually going to give this a golden coin. Because I really love this episode. Like, I don't know what half of you are watching. I know. Trust me, mine almost got stuck as I was listening to both of you rate. But uh, it is my turn. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a great character episode. I was not at all sympathetic to Laura before this episode. But then she became sympathetic to me. And I liked seeing... Her interaction with Audrey post-death. I liked seeing her with Anubis and then with Mr. Jackal and Mr. Ibis. I thought all of the stuff that we saw from her perspective was really well done. I love that fight scene. And that comedic scene with her on the toilet was everything for me. (laughs) And then to see these two women who obviously are no longer friends, like, have to, like, not 
bond or whatever you want to call it but like you know she's sewing the damn arm back on her and like you know it's just it was beautiful to see lots of audrey which i approve of and uh, i approve of uh, the writers of the show taking the time to flesh out its female characters which i think is awesome because if i'm not mistaken audrey really isn't in the book and laura really isn't in the book either so i like that uh, we we've learned a lot more about these characters and even though we got up to the point to where the previous episode left off i finished the episode fully satisfied with what i saw and um i'm interested to see what happens next so uh, prince hopefully your eye has stuck that way because i have a feeling it's a it rolled all the way back. Oh, yeah, it did. These folks are looking for heroes. I don't understand. Heroes went off the air for a reason. What? I can be your hero, baby. I mean, I can... I mean, I totally get what you... I mean, I I feel like that's why I liked some of the episodes, but there was just... I mean, some of the scenes and, wh- and why I'm only... Give, out of 10, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm only giving it a 4, but, like, it's just kind of like... I don't know. The, that is what made it good, but there wasn't enough of that to uh, keep me in it. And the other episodes did that. Even though you didn't get a lot... You still got re- you still got something, and it was really good, and it was throughout. And I just feel like the slow pace of it, and the following her life, and already already knowing what I know, and just kind of like they're just like, oh, we're gonna tell it again because you know that's what we do. Kind of just left me like, ugh, whatever. Uh, you sigh (laughs) I think that sigh said a lot I know I don't think Anubis (laughs) if Anubis weighed your heart I'm just saying oh I can't stand you get out of my face (laughs) (laughs) well on that note join us next time for a brand new installment of Gifts from the Gods once again here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes, just search for Gifts from the Gods, and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gifts from the gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Deuces, people. Go ahead, Dad. Have a good night, guys. Until the next time. Sigh, Derek. Go ahead. No more (laughs) sighs for you. (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Gifts from the Gods every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night.